This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. on Friday, October the 15th, and we want to thank you very much for joining us this afternoon on Altitude Adjustment. Uh, it's myself, Leonard, and Warren, and we have an exciting show for you. Every show that we do, of course, is exciting, but I thought I'd throw that adjective in there because I like throwing around adjectives. At least I get to beat up on something. <laughs> so, uh, welcome, guys. How was your week so far? Hey. Week is good because we're near the end of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Looks mm -hmm. like my video is frozen. <laughs> near the end. Yeah, your video is frozen. You said near the end. Uh, how much closer to the, how much, how much further into the week do, do we have to be before it's the weekend? Well, tomorrow is what we call the tipping point. <laughs> ah, okay. You get to Saturday. They can push you right over the edge because you're right at the end of the week. That so puts you at the edge. Huh? That's right. That's right. Oh, very good. Very good. So anyway, uh, today uh, we are, uh, our topic today is the 40th worst cities. Now, I can't remember who, I think it was Warren. I think, didn't you uh, put that link in, in the, I did. share that link? Yeah, about the 40 worst cities. And mm -hmm. since my city happened to be number one, I thought. Your city. Huh? Your city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Our city. Does that make you feel better? I'm not from here. I'm from another planet. <laughs> no, no <laughs> joke. <laughs> brother from another planet. <laughs> yeah. Br brother from another planet. <laughs> That's right. I, I agree with you 100%. You are from another planet. So our city, uh, oh, I'm sorry, my city, my and Leonard's city, uh, wound up in the number one spot. Now, I've looked at, you know, since we decided to do the show, I looked at, uh, did some searches. And um, so the top list of worst cities is different in different lists. So it's not the same. But this one was um, from the, let's see. The site is called Mind Your Dollars. It's about uh, uh, so the title of it is the 40 worst cities to visit in the United States. And I, I would underline to visit. Um, Leonard wanted to, to name the show to visit, but I thought it would be a great discussion if we simply talked about uh, worst cities because, you know, what they're using to measure the worst city, I think, does not give a personality to the city. It does not take into all consideration all the things that the city might have and offer. Uh, crime is just one aspect, but most of the lists that I saw uh, pushed the crime aspect as the number one issue. So I'm going to real quick run down um, the, the list. I'm, I'm only going to probably go about 10 down. So St. Louis was, num was number one, the worst. Detroit, Michigan, Reno, Nevada, 
Stockton, California, Memphis, Tennessee, New Haven, Connecticut, uh, Oakland, California, which I thought was was interesting, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, and then there's others, Baltimore, Maryland, more and more and more, yada, 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 yada. Now, under the heading of St. Louis, Missouri, this is, this is what they said. Unfortunately, St. Louis, Missouri has become a city known for being one of the most not so great places to visit in America. That's because the risk of experiencing a crime is one in 53 and the risk of property crimes is one in 10. The reason for this is mostly because of declining economy thanks to many of the long-term residents leaving St. Louis for greener pastures. However, there has been a lot of revitalization going on with hopes of attracting new investments and residents. So, uh, there was a couple of things in there that I do want to uh, 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 get at, but uh, Leonard, I'm going to let you go ahead because I know you had a list that you had watched. And so I wanted to kind of get your take on the list that you had. Well, the list that I came up with, it, I went to 10 worst places to live in America and it had at top Memphis, Tennessee. Then it went Jackson, Mississippi, Dayton, Ohio, Bronzeville, Texas, Detroit, Michigan, uh, Cleveland, Ohio, Tulsa, Oklahoma, San Bernardino, California, Shreveport, Louisiana, and Springfield, Missouri. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that, was that, a... that was interesting to me. And Springfield... Like one of the things they said about Springfield was it was real high in what we call property crime. Uh, the overall crime rate ranks as the worst in the country, driven pri by prop primarily by property crime. It is a city, but it's really just a big town tucked away in, in rural Missouri without mm -hmm. much to do. Wow. And so I, I thought that was an interesting list. They considered it a worse place to live than St. Louis, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Detroit was Detroit and Memphis were two places that we found in common on both of our lists. Is, uh, you know, you got them as worst places to visit. And my list came up. Yeah, there were a couple were more cities, too, I think that that were on our, on, on both yeah. lists. Right. But you know, those were the two that jumped out at me mm -hmm. was Detroit and Memphis. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I visited Memphis like three times mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it, I found it a great place to visit mm -hmm. because, mm -hmm. you know, of the cultural stuff that's there. Mm -hmm. But what they say with Memphis is was supposedly detracted from it. You got a lot of uh, of uh, supposedly the schools are not great. Supposedly the unemployment rate is high. And another thing they look at when they made this list for for uh, the worst place to live besides crime rate, they look at the amount of adults that didn't finish high school. Hmm. They looked at rate of uh, unemployment rate, mm -hmm. so they so they took some other stuff into account. Mm -hmm. But like with Memphis, 
I go to Bill Street. Mm -hmm. That's one of the most culturally places if you like, like, uh, you know, soul music. Mm -hmm. Sure. And uh, blues and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, they got, they got the, uh, Stax Records Museum. Mm -hmm. They got the Memphis uh, Firefighter. So, so, so hold on. So, Warren, did you have a list that you ran across? Uh, no, I didn't run across any other list, but I, I will say I have been to Memphis, uh, know some people from Memphis. Mm -hmm. So, you hear a lot of things about Memphis, particularly the crime. Mm hmm. The food is great. Mm -hmm. I didn't know much about the educational system. But what sticks out to me is that when you look at those lists, uh, things they have in common mm -hmm. are one one of the most things they have in common would be a high percentage of blacks. Now, when they threw out, uh, I don't know much about Reno, but New Haven, Connecticut, I have no idea what that's like. Mm-hmm. Well, that, you know, I was wondering, do most of these cities have large minority populations where the economy is totally down and people don't have much else to do but steal or crime? So those are always big factors when well, you have crimes. So so the thing that I found that was um, that that most of these cities shared was. Uh, a lack of economic development that that the jobs so like Detroit, Michigan, the auto industry took a hit uh, in St. Louis. Uh, we lost a lot of the major companies and there was something else I want to come back to on St. Louis, which, uh, you know, I, in the end, I really mm -hmm. wanted to focus on St. Louis. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I want to come back to this. I don't want to jump into it right now because because I think uh, there's a, there's a lot of things that we can discuss. So anyway, one of the things that I I thought was in common was jobs, and and that most of these areas lacked some form of or you know lacked some form of like major corporations being investing in that area, uh, and that mm -hmm. um, and that they all had WalMarts. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And St. Louis City does. I'd have a Walmart. It, the, the city doesn't have a Walmart, but the metropolitan area no. has several Walmarts. Yeah, but I also think when you talk about crime in St. Louis, most of the crime is in St. Louis City as opposed to the county. Would you disagree? Mm, I, when I when I think they compose those crime statistics, I think they take in the metropolitan area and not just the city proper. Yeah, but overall, I think that uh, when you look at the big picture, uh, I'd say a large percentage of the crime is concentrated towards the city. Not all of it. Well, so so one of the things that that you mentioned when we talked to um, Art Holiday, uh, or I think it was Art Holiday, mm -hmm. or anyway, that um, that the area got a bad rap because of the the problems that happened in Ferguson. That's true. That so, is true. And yeah. Ferguson is not in the city. It is not. Right. But, but for people outside of, of the metro area, they lump it in because they mm -hmm. look at they look at the metro area. It was just like 
you know, my church uh, is part of Joyce Meyer Ministries, and they were stopping having her women's conference here after one or two more years after Ferguson happened because the women from around the country that used to come because of Ferguson didn't want to come here because they thought, you know, that made the whole area unsafe. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, really so I think, a, I'm sorry, go ahead. We, we got a pretty bad rap in general for Ferguson. Well, I mean, uh, you know, they're going to lump in Wellston. Uh, we know Wellston took a, a, a huge economic hit. Wellston was a black community or is a black community. It was, uh, and then, True. and then they, they destroyed Wellston with the expansion of the airport. Uh, they just, you know, took land and, um, and that kind of stuff. And You're it, thinking of Kenlock. I'm sorry, Kenlock, Kenlock. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Kenlock with the land and Wellston. Yeah. Right. And, and, Wilson, and you remember. Now, Wellston was. Wilson is actually in the county, but it's bordered right up against the city. Right. Right. Wilson, that old Wilson shopping district that was real popular in the 70s when a lot of us were little kids, although they called it the Wilson shopping district, a majority of it lied in St. Louis City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. 5,900 was 5,800. Martin Luther right. King, it was the rock. Uh, uh, it was Easton back then. Right. 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 It was right. Easton back in the seventies before they named it King Drive. Right. And I lived I lived like three blocks from that area. Okay. King. And then what you'll find that you're having in a lot of those border communities and the city places that are bordered right next to the county is you the the area is trashy because you had a lot of people that moved from the city into the county and the city provided trash service and then the county it was strictly you had to pay for it because it was all privatized very few of the areas like you city provided public disposal but a lot of those areas then you had to pay a dumpster so a lot of those people that were from the city would drive down here and dump their trash in the city right mm-hmm. I but, remember you that. know a few years Right. And a few years ago, the city under Francis Slay, when he was mayor, started charging $11 per month uh, for you to get, you know, your tra- for the residents to get their trash service done. And it was billed with your water bill. So it came out $33 a quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'm definitely going to come back to Francis Slay because I think, I think St. Louis's ranking as one of the worst cities uh, came under his watch. Um, and so I want to definitely come back to him. Um, one of the, one of the cities that I, I, I don't want to, well, I'll, I'll save that to the end anyway. Um, so, so when you, when I, when we talk about those crime figures, I think that they're lumping in, you know, all of the surrounding areas. And one of the, when they, when they create these lists, they don't, I don't think that they connect with why those cities have changed or why the crime rate has gone up. So St. Louis has been experiencing um, a downturn in population over the last 20, 30 odd years. years. Right. It, it's not, it's not something that happened overnight. It was, you mm-hmm. know, 
people started moving their kids to the county because of the the busing situation. So they decided, I don't want to, I don't, you know, I don't want to have to bus my children from downtown St. Louis to Chesterfield or Clayton or wherever they were busing them to. So they just picked up and moved to those areas um, so that they, their kids could, could, you know, they could drop them off at school or, or they had a short bus ride to get there and, and that they weren't, you know, an hour on the bus getting home. Right. Now, um, so, so one of the things that concerned me that I first thought about when, when I thought about this, um, 40 worst cities deal, um, under Francis Slay, it, 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 it happened before him, but it, it exploded also under him. This move to fold the city back into the county. So yeah. St. Louis decided to separate from the county. Um, I, I forgot when was that? Uh, the 20s or something or quite a while ago. Yeah. And then my thought is. Francis Slay allowed the city to experience the problems it experienced with an attempt to fold the city back into the county. If the city did well, they were never going to go back into the county. So if the city did poorly, then it would be easier to get the city and the county united again. So that's, that's my thought is that, um, Francis Slade did not act totally in, in the best interest of the city being independent. What do you think? Well, I, I'm inclined to agree with you in as far as he didn't make that known when he was running for mayor. He just tried to do it without saying, hey, this is why we should do it and trying to get buy-in from the population. And in the show we did a week, or was that two weeks ago, where we talk about, where we did our union show and we talk about the breakdown of the Carpenters Union here, mm -hmm. now it's run out of Chicago. That was one of the measures that the Carpenters Union got into that flew up in their face. They backed this Better Together movement mm -hmm. that was here where were some citizens trying to get basically the city into the county. And my thing is, if you want to run and not be the mayor, the leader of the city, maybe you should have stayed away from that. Right. And that was the, the but, that was the issue with um, Lida Cruson. Um, that whole came up that, you know, if, if she didn't want to, cause she was backing this, um, merging the city and the county situation, mm -hmm. and the better, uh, huh? Better together was that the name? Right, the yeah, better together better. movement. Well, and and not only the better together movement. What about when they were trying to sell off the um, the airport to the county? Because remember, they tried to sell it to the county first, or the the county wanted to take over ownership of the airport. Um, right. 
Yeah, the county, the county tried that even when I worked at the airport and I was a civilian employee with the airport police and the county wrote this basically a deputization manual mm -hmm. where they wanted the airport police to not have any capability really other than being glorified security guards. They wanted everything that the airport did, you had to call in county police and mm -hmm. the feds stepped up and said, no, that's not going to happen. The, the Why do you think the feds opposed that? Because you had to have, for a major international airport, you had to have a fully functioning police department with K-9 units. Because Lambert Field was an international airport. So yeah. traffic was coming in there all over the world. We can't sit up and be limp-wristed and say, well, let's call county police. And county police do everything. Because technically, the airport was another municipality in St. Louis County. It's just that the city happened to own it. The city happened to run it. Like, there was a lot of tax money that was in the airport that the county went in there to take out because it was in their, it was in their borders. Mm -hmm. And I'm of the, I'm a, I was of the opinion that we didn't need a third governmental entity involved in that. It should have been the city of St. Louis government and the feds. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you had this thing since back in the 80s, especially conservative leaning politicians, that all government should just be privatized mm -hmm. and let the business community run it. Right. And so and I think in the in the. All of that fighting and infighting and, you know, law um, lawmakers making, you know, taking sides um and all that power grabbing because um i think slay and his supporters um I, I think uh what was his name um the guy that the private owner the sinkfield yeah wasn't wasn't he a part of all of that trying to deal making eventually to, to try to privatize once the once the county was out as taking over the airport then sinkfield some somehow shows up and he starts making bids uh you know and then they start having this conversation about privatizing the airport um mm, and right, all right. of that was under under schley started under schley right i'm not sure so i won't I didn't say know the name did, at the time the but sinkfield. i would not be surprised if that was the case i would not be surprised if that was the case just like Sinkfield was anti-city as you get. Mm -hmm. Like he was the one that made this big push about the city earnings tax. Mm -hmm. uh, the 1% you had to pay, that was a Sinkfield deal. Right. And and my thing but that, is- But that was also happening how, before him too, though. But go ahead, I'm sorry. Right. But, you know, he made a big push. Right. Uh, because he was supporting Francis Slade, Francis Slade, put up some token resistance, but didn't really go. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. the city has to examine it every few years, mm -hmm. the, the earnings tax, mm -hmm. because of Sinkfield, and he financed it. My thing is, like Verbis Jones, Tashara Jones's father, mm -hmm. uh, had interviewed uh, some years ago. He said, this 1% city tax, this is the money that, this is one way how we chose to pay for our emergency services. Mm -hmm. He said, so for all the people, that come in that hate paying the taxes they work in the city 
though they don't live in, when you call the police, you want that police car to show up. When you call for the fire department, you want that fire truck to show up. When you call for an ambulance, you want that ambulance to show up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, f- fair enough. This is how the city. This I get is that. How the city paid for their But 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 to be fair, um, I didn't like paying that. That that that, that city tax is paid by anybody that lived in the city and and worked in the city. So if you lived in a county and you worked in a city, you had to file an additional tax return, a city tax return uh, and pay your pay that one percent. And one percent may not seem like much, but if you're in a 20, 25 percent tax bracket, another one percent is significant because, you know, you're making quite a bit of you're making quite a bit of change. And and that one percent becomes a significant matter. And so I understand the pushback on that, but mm-hmm. you're right. That's how the city chose to um, finance its operations. Now, with that be- in keeping that in mind, moving from that one percent to something else, I think is going to be a significant matter. Anytime you mess with, anytime you mess with the tax system which is basically how any form of government, town, hick town, country, city, state, federal, how they get money to operate, how they get money to operate. And I just remember when uh, President Obama some years ago talked about all the things that all of these businesses, the infrastructure that they were able to use and make their billions of dollars, like he said, the roads, you didn't pay for that. You didn't build that. The airports that you're shipping your goods on, you didn't build that. Most of those ports, you didn't build that. That was the tax money that was raised. And a lot of that was financed by government. When you look at these guys hiring these trucks, UPS, FedEx, uh, Rollway, Yellow Freight, the highways they're on, it was government project. So for me, when people keep talking about, you know, anti-government, anti-city, anti-county, anti-this, anti-that, if you need help and you call the police, you call for the fire department, you're using government services. So did you so have something, Warren? you supposed to be doing that. Pardon? You, you were about to say something and you stopped. Oh, earlier when you were talking about the taxes, about the 1% tax. Yeah, when I worked in the city and lived in the county, I I wasn't crazy about that either, Mm -hmm. that extra 1%. Mm -hmm. But there's another thing uh, unique to, uh, this is more of a state issue, is that personal property tax on owning a vehicle. We we have to pay here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but people... uh, Don't pay that. A lot of states don't have that. So if you buy a car, you even... After it's paid for, every year you own that car, you're still paying a tax mm-hmm. just every just year to own that vehicle. Every year you have to pay a personal property tax for that vehicle. Now, I, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, um, Fred, um, uh-huh. Fred just. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fred. What's up, Fred? <laughs> uh, uh, since we're going to shout out to folks, uh, say hi to uh, AJ. Uh, Oak High School hey, Jay, what's up? He's out. He's out in California. He's tuned in, or at least he was. So, anyway, um, 
so so that personal property tax so illinois doesn't have a personal property tax and a lot of people were registering their cars over in illinois so that they didn't have to pay that personal property tax but also illinois is having a problem balancing its budget well they've always had budget issues and i don't know why because i've never really lived there beyond a few months but they've definitely have budget budget issues they also have high gas taxes too so they do apparently they get... that's not enough though yeah the, but the gas the gas over here runs an average of 30 cents more a gallon than in missouri so you know if we're driving me in maryland my wife drive over to uh the missouri side of the river i usually like i did today i was down almost a half tank i filled up the gas tank over there in missouri mm -hmm. i was able to pay for the gas like 281 a gallon where if i come over here to get that same fill up it'll cost me 321 325 a gallon depending on where i fill it up at mm -hmm. So, yeah, so well, you, you should give that money to your state, man. The state needs that extra uh, <laughs> change. Up the yeah, yeah. Your, his state well, does. You know, that. You, okay, <laughs> I got an answer for that too. But we gotta say what you're gonna say. So, so I mean, when you when you talk um, that that whole gas thing reminds me of. So we had back when the blue laws were were uh, implemented, and people would oh, yeah. from Missouri would because uh, because you know Missouri and Illinois butt up against each other everybody run over to East St. Louis and get their liquor on Sunday because because they would sell yeah. liquor on Sunday in Illinois but they wouldn't do it in St. Louis and or only a few places I think right. you had to serve food or something yeah. to be able to sell alcohol exactly but well, but not only that the malls weren't even open over here everything right was everything was closed on Sunday down the highway everybody was going to the malls over there with mm -hmm. those blue laws because you know they they decided that nothing could be open on Sundays mm -hmm. a very little and I remember I was about 11 or 12 when they finally broke the blue law stranglehold in Missouri and I remember one of the one of the commercials for it was there was a man working on his car he said well come Monday I got to catch the bus to work because I can't get a $2 part to fix my car on Sunday. We got to get rid of these blue laws. And, and I remember that commercial mm -hmm. and that went a long way. Another thing people argue was, oh yeah, look at people going to buy their liquor. They're going to buy their lottery tickets. They're going to do all of this. Why should all of Missouri's money go over into Illinois? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but that's and what so I'm saying. That was another thing. Get those blue laws. So let me ask you a question. Um, do you think that the crime rate in East St. Louis is included in the Metro St. Louis crime figures? That's a good question. Cause That's it's not question. in Missouri or sure. St. Louis. I don't think it should be. However, it is the same metropolitan area. So who knows how it they were looking at that area. So I, you know, I would like to know mm -hmm. what exact crime figures are. Well, I would like to know uh, where they, 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 they... If they're talking about the metropolitan area, mm -hmm. 
they're included, but if it's just St. Louis per se, not. But what Warren, what Warren was bringing up earlier, what I had an answer to, is okay, you have a trouble balancing your budget. You got to do like all of the households do. You got to cut some spending somewhere. And we are forced to make hard choices because if you look at it, a household is nothing but a small business. You mm -hmm. have incomes, you have expenses. When they don't balance, you got to cut some expenses to make them balance. Oh, I understand. I was just giving you a hard time. I was just giving you some shit over that, man, because <laughs> I do the same thing if I lived over there. And uh, I was close to the bridge, close to the line. I just come on over and get my gas when I got low. Uh, yeah, I, anybody would do it. So, so that was part of the tax structure that the impact of that we, we had to get rid of those blue laws because we were losing tax money. Uh, all of that has changed, but the dynamics in St. Louis has changed. So, a lot of the companies, yeah. um, I think we lost Brown Shoe Company, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. lost yeah, in, in, Brown International Shoe. Yeah, we lost Brown. We, we lost, huh? We used to have a GM manufacturing plant up there on right. the natural There used to be a GM manufacturing plant there. And so we lost a lot yeah. of we lost a lot of those those safe corp uh you know big company jobs. And right. you know we start and so so and so now we've got all of this the city has all of these expenses and they just don't have the revenue. Um, and one of the things that we know for that we're it has been proven over and over is that you know a lack of economic wherewithal increases the crime rate. But that hasn't changed the personality of the city. That hasn't changed. I mean, I guess it, it has to a point. But that hasn't you know for for me as someone who lives in St. Louis. Yes, do I worry about getting shot? Do I worry about getting carjacked? Carjacking went up. Uh, but on a daily basis, I I don't see as I, I guess I'm not as personally connected. I hate I, I you know I don't want to have to be the the victim of a crime in order to see that the crime rate has increased. But realistically, um, I don't I don't have as much of a firsthand experience with quote unquote this high crime rate. Although we I, I take that back. We did have family members that were victims of shootings and stuff. Um, yeah. So that, that, so I see it, but I also see that there are other things in the city. Like um, I think you, Leonard, you, you were just talking about before this, you know, there's a new um, seafood restaurant that opened up that you thought was absolutely fantastic. That opened up in the yeah. area. Although it's out in the County. Although it's out in the county, but but I, I thought it, I thought I think it's great. Mm -hmm. I think it's to cast me out, and I'm recommending that to y'all to go try. So so do you? Uh, when we take, go ahead. I was just saying when we take our whole area, you know, there's a lot of jewels in our area mm -hmm. from Illinois all the way out to Chesterfield because Marilyn and I went out to Chesterfield yesterday. And I remember Chesterfield Mall being a bustling, hustling uh, center. And now it was just amazing the amount of vacancy I see out there. Jamestown. 
Jamestown Mall. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jamestown is non-existent anymore. Right. Uh, River Roads is non-existent. River Roads. I mean, so so I think what killed them all, Crestwood Mall is another one. Mm-hmm. I think what killed them all is you had to pay premium prices for the space, and it got to the point that people were not going. And as a business, you're not going to keep paying premium prices for space if you're not making a profit with it. You're not well, making a killed... profit with it, so you're going to, you're going to go. So... And that's going to have an effect on your city. Like you said, the first thing is, is businesses leaving, you're losing tax money. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. tax base is shrinking. Mm-hmm. As other people are moving out, <clears throat> you lose the tax base. But, you know, I just remember a woman on a interview with a local news station here about a month ago. She said, hey, <clears throat> I'm paying my taxes every day. The city makes sure they get my money. And she showed three or four houses in her neighborhood within a couple couple of uh, minutes walking distance. And they got weeds growing and whatever. She said, you don't see this in Ladue. You don't see this at Chesterfield. She said, I pay. I have to pay my money living here just like everybody else. Why can't I get my city services to take care of this like they do in the other places? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I think I tend to think on that discussion about Clayton and Chesterfield, I think that they get an outsized influence on what happens in the area. So like Clayton, they, they wanted to expand the Metro Link. The Metrolink mm-hmm. helps um, ensure that people get from downtown to the airport and surrounding job you know, facilities um, without having to put, it takes more cars off the road. So Clayton decided they didn't want a Metrolink station. So they were able to impact the development of the Metrolink station, which it, which increased the cost of uh, uh, creating the Metrolink. And then it also uh, added additional hardships for people to try who worked in Clayton, who were you know, living in the city, to try to get to Clayton to get to work. Mm-hmm. So, I, so <laughs> when you talk about Clayton and you talk about Chesterfield, um, you know, those are the things that I think of that that they look out for their own interest and then, and then the, the area as a, for a second. Yeah. And Fred says St. Charles too. Um, and then they look at the area secondly. And then I think, uh, our dependence on, uh, casinos was not a good thing. I think that casinos should have been looked at, I mean, the way I would look at it, if I was in charge, let's say we know that's not going to happen, but that's another business. That's another option because mm-hmm. with the casinos came good paying jobs with benefits. A dealer, what they can make at a casino, <clears throat> they could work at a, a Kmart, a Walmart, mm-hmm. uh, some of the other options that were available for them. Mm-hmm. And what they made for one year at a casino, mm-hmm. it would take them three or four years to make working some some of the other options. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what did so, what did having the casinos do for the area? 
what they what they can do for an area, what they can do. Now, what have they done for well, the St. Louis okay. area? Okay. I think it, 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 in certain circumstances, it produces more tax revenue for them. I'm not going to say for sure because I don't have all those numbers in front of me. But mm-hmm. what I remember, after East St. Louis got the Casino Queen, next thing I know, I ran a couple of uh, mutual aid calls with East St. Louis Fire Department. They had brand new fire trucks with all new equipment on it, mm-hmm. 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 and they didn't have to run. They didn't have to run a bond issue to buy new equipment like we had to do here in St. Louis. And, and that's one incident of a positive effect of a casino. And here's and here's what I think happens: they put a casino in. <clears throat> casino makes money. Some of the businesses around the casino makes money. But they take all of those profits out of the community and send them someplace else. So I think there's some short-term gains. I just don't think that the, uh, you haven't convinced me. Las Vegas, Nevada was on the list of worst cities. And that's the end city. Huh? I'm sorry, Reno. Las Vegas wasn't on that list. But, you know... I think Las but Vegas was on that list. I'm not sure, but you make a good point. You that's make why a good Nevada point. Nevada doesn't have a sales tax because of the gaming industry provides so much tax income for that state. They don't need to charge a sales tax. Yeah, Las that's Vegas is on that list. It, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, you make oh. a good point on the taxes. They they bring a lot of tax revenue in. They uh, provide jobs. And then the corporations probably do uh, not invest directly into the communities, which is not a good thing. But there, there's also uh, uh, games that they play with with the financing. Mm-hmm. They'll come in and they want uh, they Tax want breaks. the community mm-hmm. to invest a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Might be state money. I don't mm-hmm. think the Fed does much of it. But they they want more than what they want to give back. They're, exactly. they're really just in it for to what they can take out. And mm-hmm. that's the money out of your pocket if you're in there rolling the dice. That's it. Yeah. Because you remember they had, when, when the casino started, they had this $500 limit or something. If you lost right. $500, you had to get the hell out of their casino. Um, mm-hmm. And we and we know what happened to that. That, that was so weakly enforced, uh-huh. it wasn't even an issue. So now you can go in there and lose yeah. your whole freaking paycheck and, uh, and, and your rent goes to hell and you you've lost your rent you mm-hmm. lost your gas money you lost your electric yeah yeah but that's not their problem they got your money they got your money <laughs> and but but they got they were they were there to get your money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they, they were there to get your money and so that part of the casino that part of having it it got to be bad because you know people not paying their gas, they're not paying their light, they're not buying food. Uh, they're giving it all to the casino, mm-hmm. and it's not going into the community. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would, th- I remember thinking about that uh, original uh, rescue plan back when Obama was president. How you know the big thing was. Osama bin Laden dead, GM safe. My thing was, <laughs> instead of just keep giving all these billions 
to these big companies trying to this radiant trickle down theory of economics don't work for everybody. Mm -hmm. And they were just saying how basically with the money that was given, you could have given it to the individuals. Mm -hmm. Every individual federal taxpayer could have gotten about three million dollars. So the taxpayer could have now what are guys what are guys like me and you gonna do with that money? Mm -hmm. If we got bills, we tend to pay them off. We're gonna pay off our mortgages. We're gonna pay off our credit cards. We're gonna pay off our car notes. Or, or we're gonna go. Or, or we're gonna go to the to the casino and give it to them. Casino. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we're gonna go to I the casino and give it to them. You know, huh? All right. I, you I, and me, we I don't. don't. I ain't thinking about no casino. You and me, we don't. We're not gamblers. But that's not the. Saying what you're saying. Right. But there's a whole lot of, and then when you say the casinos. The money gets taken in and it gets shipped to other places. Regular corporations do that too. Sure. I mean, think about think about all the auto companies around mm -hmm. the country mm -hmm. that build cars, mm -hmm. not the foreign based ones, but the big three out of Detroit. Mm -hmm. Do you think that money stays in those communities? Some of it, it used to. A lot of that is going back to Detroit. It used to. It used to stay in those communities. Money, okay. Now, where you got the money that came to those communities? is the workers who bought the houses who bought the groceries who had to pay the local tax but the corporate big wig that that stuff went back to detroit a whole lot of it <laughs> so so fred says maryland heights and i, I don't know I'm trying to think what what about maryland heights fred um that that is an issue as far as you know the 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 area and then we'll give him a chance to type um, cause he's working, he's trying to listen and type at the same time. So we have to be patient a lot. Of that, and I understand that I've actually, um, addressed with the streaming company, um, that mm -hmm. suggested that they do something to try to help so that, okay. Fred says casinos. Um, so, so I'd like to see, so right now, um, you, you can type your message in, you know, wherever you're at and, and, and we get a chance to see it, but I'd like to see something where they can, you know, dictate so that, um, for the, for those people who don't type all the time, it, it, it takes an effort to type. And especially if you're on a phone, um, or, or a tablet, you know, that's a small, small thing. So, um, so anyway, I think, uh, I think casinos, while they are a form of business and they do bring in money, I, I, I don't see them as long-term helpful to communities because in order for casinos to have the money, they have to take it from people who don't have the money. Because anybody that's considering bills first and don't and you know and don't want to it is you know only four hundred dollars away from bankruptcy. Um, going and playing at the casino is it shouldn't be the the best decision that they make and yet those are the people that they prey on you know and and mm -hmm. casinos and, and and i admit you know i've i've gone to the casinos and food is pretty cheap you can go there uh and eat at that buffet um and it's all you can eat and it's usually reasonable and and you can eat till you just you know, it got food coming out your ears, but in the end, 
It's about business. And and the alcohol is so cheap and some of it's even free. And and why? Well Go ahead. Because they want you to gamble. They want you to they gamble. Want you to, and they're gambling. Well, it's just like when my first wife and I we've gone into casinos. Mm-hmm. But we set up our loss limit where for us it was another form of entertainment, such as going to the bowling alley. Right. Such as going to movies. Uh, after we lose, whatever we set to lose, then we go to the buffet and enjoy ourselves, pig out, if you will. <laughs> and then we come on home. Now, we had... Everything in moderation, Fred. I got you. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just, I'm just trying to uh, say that... There is a lot to do in St. Louis other than get robbed or have your property damaged or stolen. But when you look at these lists, um, they give you the impression that the area is so horrific that even if you fly over it, you have to check your pockets to see if your wallet's still there. And I just don't think that that's good. I was getting ready to say, in some cases, that's true. Like the site I got my list from called roadsnacks.net, they took into account FBI, state police, crime statistics for the area. They went and looked at how were the schools in their state compared to other well-performing schools in the state. How were the schools ranked? Uh, so it's about the data that you use to make your suppositions. What percentage of the adult population is at least high school educated? What percentage of the adult, po- uh, of the adult population is college educated? What is the median price of homes in that area? Is it strictly because of location or because the demand is driving the value of the homes up? So there's there's a whole lot of things to consider. There's, you know, there's quite a few. There, and, and there should be. and and. And sometimes I think people looking at something from the outside in miss things that are important that people on the inside looking out know Mm -hmm. that they don't know. And so you can look inside an area and and I, I understand that I'm, I'm not going to be as current on everything in St. Louis, but I know that there was a lot of energy for the last mayoral election. There's a lot of mm-hmm. positive energy going on because of who we elected as mayor of the city. There's a belief that things are going to turn around. And we understand what some of the the uh, things that stand in the way of that growth. You know, we've got mm-hmm. 15, 20,000 um, vacant properties in the city of St. Louis. And there's in the city is has to pay for upkeep on those. And, and, you know, where does that money come from? Because if people keep moving out, that just means more vacant properties. And, and so the idea is getting people, getting companies back to want to move into St. Louis or to getting some kind of economic growth into the city of St. Louis so that people will start moving back into the city. And so the issue then becomes, well, how do you make that happen? I just think we know that, uh, lack of economic development is going to raise the crime rate. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Definitely. 
So one thing, one city that I um, was surprised was not in the list was New York City. Hmm. Was New York City in your list, Leonard? No, not a, not among the worst. Well, you look at New York. Yeah, the crime is there, but there's also some good schools. There's also probably a higher literate, literate population among the adults. There's still a lot of companies there. Uh, you got Wall Street, the biggest, the one of the biggest finance, the probably the biggest financial market in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, so New York has a whole lot of things that other other cities in similar places of crime, for example, don't have. Mm-hmm. I just remember, I remember when uh, it was that New York was considered like the crime capital of the globe. And so whatever they've done, um, I'm, I'm guessing there was some, some economic improvement along with um, some policing improvement, along with some community engagement improvement. Um, they seem to have turned things around. And so maybe, maybe, you know, we have to look at what they've done, you know, uh, I, I don't know of, you know, small cities that lack, or I say St. Louis, some people call it a town with a city label, uh, but whatever the, you know, 2 million metropolitan area, um, where the crime rate is, is low. Um, you know, it'd be great to see, you know, what, what can, what is being done in those areas. And maybe we can implement some of that here in St. Louis. Well, I know according to some interviews that I saw with the chief of police, mm. uh, within the last few months, the incidences of crime, especially violent crime is going down. Uh, you still got property crime is up. Like, you know, it was just reported on news this week that people lock their cars, take their key fives out when they get gas. Cause while they're stepping into the gas station and they still got the gas thing running, uh, some guys are driving up. One guy jump out of the car that they drove up in and ride with someone else's car. Now, according to the news this morning, the police have made four arrests in that going on. But, you know, it's that kind of thing going on. And for a while, St. Louis leading the country per capita in uh, carjacking. Right. I remember that. And they brought, they brought the federal law enforcement in to help form a tax force to get after, some, get after these carjackers. Uh, and they're charging them with federal crime now, not just state crime. Um, you know, cause, cause, cause it's violent. Mm-hmm. Sticking the gun in somebody's face saying, "Give me, give up your car." That's that's violent crime. Sure, you're using the damn gun. It's armed robbery. Okay, I, I grant it's that. Armed robbery. Yeah, I just I. So so along with declining, uh, along with declining. Um, what do you call it? Population. Um, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, local police departments robbing people with bogus 
um, traffic crimes and using traffic court to finance their uh, city budgets. Um, you know, I, so an area has a lot of challenges in, in to find ways to finance itself. Um, I, I tend to, you know, different areas are going to have to have different solutions, but I, I think we, we have to have a more, um, what I'd like to see is a more, um, connected sense, shared sense of, uh, um, shared sense of, uh, helping each other, helping each city. So like, if, huh? It's a sense of community so that, yeah. um, Clayton can't, um, kibosh something that's going to benefit the area because it's going to negative, you know, just going to negatively impact them. And so I, you know, everybody has to be able to, to share some of the pain in order to encourage the, the, the community growth for the whole community. Well, you know, I can, I can see it from the, what you just said, but you know, that's supposed to be the, that sense of community. Uh, if I don't want that here in my backyard, I shouldn't have nobody to be able to force me to take it. But you know, that's, that's something you do. That's what you elect people for to represent your interests. And I say, you know, their elected representation and their money representation is 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 taking care of their interests. Like you said, fifteen or twenty thousand properties will not be a vacant property will not be allowed to go unchecked in Clayton. Uh you wouldn't have the problems with absentee property owners and absentee landlords in Clayton like you would have like we have in the city of St. Louis. Well my con uh, my concern is is that is that if I'm able to, if I'm able to get in the way of economic development for my area, just so that in the general area, just because I don't want it to impact my community, um, then I'm, I'm putting the pressure. I'm, I'm making everybody else feel the pain. So I, without me, my community contributing to the growth of, so I'll, I'll benefit from the growth but I take none of the risks of creating that growth. So that's, that's my and concern. That's huh? And that's, that's a challenge with having the development and the growth and people benefiting. That's not putting no, as you like to say, not, not putting any skin in the game. If you ain't got no skin in the game, but so anyway, <clears throat> That uh, I'm gonna give everybody a last chance to make a comment. Anything, Warren? Yeah, I, I think looking back at St. Louis, I grew up, I was raised in St. Louis. I've lived in the city, I've lived in the county, and basically the metro area. I think that the problem that we're talking about are a little more concentrated, maybe a lot more, in the city itself because of the economic situation. But then we also have sections of St. Louis County that are that are issues. You know, they have crime, they have poverty, 
if you ride through, you see vacant lots and rundown houses. So I, I think the problem is economic. And then there's also a an issue where a social issue where people are so segregated uh, economically that it's going to reflect the landscape. We need more resources. The resources need to be spread more evenly. And until we are able to do that, we're going to have crime, crime-ridden areas, and and it's going to bring the general area down more. Okay. Anything, Leonard? Uh, Jeff, when you got a whole list of problems, you can't always tackle all of it, but you know, you start with one, you start with two, maybe one year you, you concentrate on two problems. Then in a year and a half, you pick another two and it's going to take time because you don't hit the worst overnight. So you, you look at what you got and you look at what you could tackle. And you look at what you need to get everything and you and you just you, it's just you make a list what's your priority and you tackle all right at a time. so i appreciate you guys joining me this afternoon we will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m central time have a good evening have a good evening that concludes this episode adjustment and thank you for listening this podcast is streamed live on youtube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcast, including Stitcher.com, the iTunes Store, and the Google Play Music Store, to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you. <laughs>